Are you looking for access to business credit without the personal guarantee? Navy veteran Bob Curran is helping small businesses establish business credit so your business can grow and scale. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Whether you're taking a trip to relax or see somewhere new, you deserve a travel card that does the work for you. For more on Navy Federal's flagship rewards, visit NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Navy veteran Bob Curran from J. Galt Finance Suite. Uh, Bob, you're a Navy submariner. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some interesting things, and uh, we've got a lot of good things to talk about with uh, business and entrepreneurship. So take us back and tell us what you did in the Navy. Sure, my pleasure, Joe. Um, you know, I got involved in the military and the Navy with uh, nuclear engineering in mind, and that's exactly what I did. I was in the engineering spaces with a subspecialty of chemistry and radiological controls. Man, I didn't know what I didn't know until I got in there. And uh, quite frankly, as I reflect on my time, I don't remember anything bad about it. And that was really the place where it helped develop and define who I've become over the years. And whether it's the pride, the esprit de corps, the teamwork, the work ethic, it all kind of combined to a special place for me. You know, I served on a couple of different submarines. I was on a fast attack. I was on a trident. Both markedly different in how they operated, but nonetheless, uh, the camaraderie that kind of prevailed through all of that was uh, just a special time in my life. Yeah. You know, I've, all, I, I've always said, like, some of the, I think some of the smartest guys in the military are nuke, nuke sub officers. Just it's been my experience yeah. bumping into you guys I, over the years, you know. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, uh, the validation. You know, I, I worked really hard is what I did, Joe. Uh, I'm, I don't know about the smarts, but I worked really hard. Yeah. So I compensated for what I didn't have. Yeah, it's a tough school, man. I I know some people who've who've tried it and not not made it through too. So uh, it's a you, you definitely got to have a a certain a very high minimum uh, to be able to pull all that off. So I appreciate you sharing your story with us. So talk about uh, how long were you in the Navy before you ended up getting out, and what was your transition like? Uh, a little over nine years, and uh, you know I had uh, uh, just a little personal side. I had gotten divorced and had joint custody of my daughter, and being deployed on a boat that really didn't uh, satisfy my needs to be able to take care of my daughter. So, of all things, uh, I, I went into uh, retail, believe it or not, uh, operations, and yeah. for that it was a uh, unique. I was fortunate enough to have somebody put their arm and shoulder around me and say, "Young man, I have a lot to teach you." And that's exactly what they did. And the company was Macy's, oh, by the way, quite a few years ago. And, you know, I grew through that. And so the transition for me was okay. You know, I I had somebody who really took an interest in who I was, not only as a potential business person, but as a a person. So I was one of the lucky ones that had somebody that helped that transition. And I grew through that. Ultimately, was with a number of retailers from um, Macy's to the Limited to... Uh, Brookstone to T-Mobile and some senior roles within the organizations and, you know, developed some programs that are still in place today in many of the companies. And so pretty proud of a lot of what I did. Got involved in uh, our family business um, kind of late after my father had passed. And my family had had an automobile dealership in, of all places, Pittsburgh. And I took, took that over and kind of resurrected and rebranded it. I stepped away from the corporate role and really helped my family and my brother 
And, you know, it was the right thing to do for me and really cut my teeth from an entrepreneurship because over the years I'd helped lead teams and teach them and coach them through the process, but never owned it necessarily. I might have been my heart, but I didn't financially. And so this was an abrupt change when you're investing your own money in a business and, you know, you're a whole lot more cautious in what you might do. Right. Nonetheless, um, very successful run. We transacted, got bought, got back involved in retail again uh, with a company called Clark's. Terrific run there and ultimately moved to Texas and uh, started a consulting practice, uh, both management and business, some startups here in Texas. Uh, one that we were pretty proud of that was mall-based, ended up uh, opening three locations with an LOI for 18 with a major developer between Dallas and California. Unfortunately, we were going to ink that on March 20th of 2020. And uh, unfortunately, that was kind of a a day in infamy for me. Not only did we not uh, secure that deal, we ended up shuttering the business. So I still had my practice and a portfolio. And a company found me, Joe, at the end of late last year. And the company was Jay Gall. You know, I'm kind of judicious in my approach when I go to work for someone and with someone. And uh, it took me about 60 days to vet them in the kind of way that was important and material for me. And so that's exactly what I did, and I joined them. And, you know, it's been an amazing, interesting ride. Um, You know, we are an organization that, at its core, we're an enterprise that really coaches, teaches, helps support small business. And next to my heart, obviously, is the veteran-owned businesses. Um, and we coach them and teach them to establish business credit, Joe, business credit exclusive to their EIN, which is separate from their personal finances, obligations, and responsibilities. Um, now, you might ask why we would do that. Well, because there's vulnerability attached to them when they commingle their personal funds. And we work really hard to make sure that that gets untethered and undone when they work with us. You know, some crazy statistics. In 2022, in the U.S., 600,000 small businesses failed. And go back to March of this past year, March of this year, uh, 300,000 failed. And the reasons are always consistent. And they are that they don't have the cash flow and capital to sustain the business. So what do they do? Uh, They're stuck in a quandary. The truth of the matter is uh, they could go for a loan. But the challenge is 70% of those loans are abjectly rejected. So there's a challenge for small business out there. You factor in the multiple banking failures this year. They become more conservative in their lending approach. You know, for me, I go back further. I just go back in history and take a look at, as, as unfortunate it is, I look at 9-11. I look at 2008-2009 housing. I look at the pandemic. I look at, well, we didn't call it a recession. We couldn't have been any closer to it. Unfortunately, the numbers are looking a little bit better. So, you know, our objective, what we are and what we do are are really pretty interesting. Um, When I think about the what, we create transformation for small business. Could be, for those mature businesses, a strong operating balance sheet, some extraordinary opportunity to help them grow, uh, exit strategy for the future for them. Um, We help them with all of that, but probably more importantly is better predictability within their business and some peace of mind and protecting their families is the cornerstone. Yeah. So, Jay Galt, we've got a couple of things, Joe. Uh, one is we've got a proprietary software, and in our and it's a proprietary software with north of 500 vetted institutions, financial institutions, vendors, creditors, lenders, and vetted in our world means that we know what their credit approval process is. So we know that our members get approved through our process with them. 
The second piece, which is a startling statistic that most people simply don't know, is that only 7% of those vendors, creditors, letters out there, other than work with us, do not report business credit. So 93% do not report, which is a crazy statistic. So if you're a, a business person, how would you know what to do? Well, that's where we come into play. Coupled with our proprietary software, we have consultants, and the consultants work hand-in-hand with the small businesses, and they're dedicated to those businesses. We've served, up to this point, over 44,000 small businesses, so we have a fairly well-worn road who we know who works with us. And what I mean by that, we know who works well with whom. And so we have somebody dedicated to that individual, and it sets up a strategy for them to achieve their objectives and their aspirations. Um, so there's a couple of pieces for us that really work with small businesses. Somebody would ask, all right, why, why do you want business credit versus personal credit? Well, business credit is interesting. Um, one is we know that through the process that they go through with us, their operating opportunities from leveraging capital and their ability to gain credit is somewhere between 10 and 50 times what they would be able to get from a personal perspective. That's one. Two, um, through our process, we also know that, you know, if they work with us, uh, they're insulated. In other words, they're going to be a little bit protected relative to what they would do normally. Protected in a way where they're not compromising. They're not personally guaranteeing against their FICO and their Social Security number. We insulate and keep that corporate barrier separate. Again, we we know who they report to. Um, We know that they're going to report. Now, interestingly, with business credit, um, personal credit, as you probably know, and as the listeners know, um, when they took out their first credit card or or car loan or whatever they chose, you didn't have to ask the credit bureaus to populate their information. That happened automatically, sometimes good, bad, and ugly. It's completely different with business credit. With business credit, it's a very intentional, pragmatic process because so few report. So through that process, we have to make this a very intentional process and we make it work. Similarly, um, with FICO or your personal credit, the more credit you use, typically your credit score goes down. There's an inverse principle in the business world. The more credit you use, your credit score goes up and the more they want to give you. And there's one simple caveat or criteria. That is that they pay on time. So there are really distinctions between personal and business credit. But together, we end up helping build that business credit profile, again, with great intention, so they can begin to untether from those personal guarantees and liability and providing some peace of mind if, in fact, sometimes the challenges happen out there. Yeah, because the default, if you're a small business owner, the default, you, you go to the bank or wherever and you're looking for a line of credit, credit card, loan, any of that, the default is, well, we'll just need a personal guarantee from you. I mean, they, they don't even, they don't even give the business a chance to see if there is any credit. Like we just don't do business credit is, is what most of them, how most of them operate these days. So it's always like the assumption is when I got to do a personal line of credit. Well, and for all the bank's reasons, they're certainly not going to tell you that they don't want you to know that they want the personal guarantee. If something goes South, they're protected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hold that thought just for a second, Bob, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Getting a new car is exciting, and you deserve a hassle-free buying experience. You can get a decision in seconds and enjoy great rates. With everything you need in one place, 
Navy Federalist Carbine Center is your one-stop shop for researching, financing, buying, protecting, and enjoying your next car. You can search for new and used cars, access vehicle history reports, enjoy discounts on auto insurance, and more. And you can make the most of your time on the road wherever you go with our flagship credit card. Whether you're taking a trip to relax or see somewhere new, you deserve a travel card that does the work for you. In my 33 years as a Navy Federal member, I've had the flagship credit card since it first came out, and we use our travel points all the time. The flagship credit card will earn you three times points on travel, plus up to $100 in statement credits towards TSA PreCheck or Global Entry, and a free year of Amazon Prime. With two times the points on all purchases outside of travel, the rewards don't have to end where your vacation does. For more on Navy Federal's carbine experience and flagship rewards, visit NavyFederal.org. Open to armed forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Visa is a registered service mark of Visa used by Navy Federal under license. Back talk with Navy veteran Bob Curran from J. Galt Finance Suite. All right, Bob. So we got the, we got the, the build up to establishing business credit and, and getting business credit loans and those kind of things. How is it you guys go about doing what you do? Bill, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, we kind of see it as a, a fundability or credibility makeover in what we do with, with essentially a seven-step blueprint. And some of the challenges that small businesses have is that, uh, unfortunately, 79% of those that apply for credit and application, they're patently denied. It comes back as fraud. No, said, said differently, it's not fraud. Truth of the matter is, it's inaccurate data. So what we end up doing, the first step that we take is to ensure this business credibility, if you are, if you were, there's essentially 125 factors, or we can call them KPIs, that determine business credit. So through that process, some of those might be, you got to have a business license to practice and that you have it. You've got a website, not Gmail. You've got a business banking account. Um, your business phone, it's registered with 411. Some of the listeners, and maybe you remember what 411 is, but that all indicates credibility. Yeah. So we help fill out this business credibility profile that ultimately provides predictability. Our objective is to ensure that that business looks precisely what the commercial lenders are looking for out there. So as part of our seven-step blueprint, you know, we've got a pretty intentional process. And, and as much as I hate to use a, a, a proverb, if you will, I, I think what we do is pretty material. You know, the old proverb, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach him, he'll eat for a lifetime. And that's part of what we do with our consultants and our software. We work with them hand in hand to be able to do just that. So what we end up doing is through our process, we, we start with them and we kind of trade lines that work with that business. So they choose a few, they, they get those trade lines that work with their business and then they back off and we allow that credit report to populate. So those, those typical accounts initially are paid in full 30, 45 days. But what they see within that period of time is their business credit profile report go up and their potential lines of credits increase. And we have four tiers that we take them through that ultimately end up with a line of credit that's not personally guaranteed where they can begin to untether, untether from potentially an SBA loan or whatever encumbrance they might have on that business. So that's kind of what we do. But the key is no personal guarantees. Allows funding for equipment, uh, accounts receivable, those operational peaks and valleys that all businesses have, real estate financing up to $40 million. Um, lines of credit, obviously leverage scale and grow is part of it, but 
the biggest piece is, and I can't stress this enough, there's no personal guarantees that ultimately protect them. So that's the cornerstone yeah. of what we do. And how long is there a typical time frame uh, yeah. you know, from I've got none of that to I'm, I'm going to work on all of it here and, and eventually. How long there is indeed. Take? And that's actually a super question. It's about nine to 12 months. Could be a little less for, for somebody that might be further along. Could be a little bit more by a few months for somebody that may not be. But nine to 12 months is the average. So yeah. if that's our cornerstone, there's a couple of other pieces that, that I would be remiss not to share. Uh, and that really is, if you think of what we do, our services that we provide, uh, this is kind of the life cycle of the EIN or the business. So we've helped them establish this very healthy, robust business credit profile. We've put them in a position to help facilitate them to achieve lines of capital that I'm tethered from that. But what we have found with these 44,000 people that we've helped it's become aware that some of them need a little help in managing these newfound funds. So we have a cash flow mapping and an and analytic tool that we put into place that help put guardrails around the business a little bit. And it really does two things. It lets them look in the rear view to take a look at the P&L and take a look at the financial statement, but also helps them forecast what those operational needs may be at a granular level or help them also determine how to better leverage scale and grow. The last piece that we include in this really is part of an exit strategy. And what we provide is on an annual basis, a business valuation. And that business valuation really, while exit strategy, it helps that owner, entrepreneur on an annual basis, really look at their business and cluck a little bit about some of their successes. But it also, from an exit strategy, they now have a business with an EIN line of credit. And so at some point in time, as they look to a strategy, for an exit strategy or perhaps a legacy strategy from a family member, they now have a business that has attached to it a line of credit. You make up the number, could be 150, could be 550,000 that goes with the business as part of the sale. So if you have two businesses out there for sale that are comparable, one has a line of credit of half a million and one doesn't, obviously the valuation in the market becomes higher, but it also creates peace of mind for that new entrepreneur taking over the business or the legacy or family member of the prior individual. So we think we have a pretty unique, compelling offering in today's market and what we offer for small business, specifically and certainly veterans. Yeah, a lot of small business owners, especially in the beginning, they never view, they never, the, the thought of someday selling their business or having an exit strategy never really enters their mind because they're, they're all in with it at that point anyways. But one, you never know when, when you might want to sell or need to sell. And, and two, if you're operating your business prop, to operate your business in a way that makes it, um, makes it look good to a buyer, that means you're operating your business properly. <laughs> so you can, you, probably the biggest one you run into is people are high, you know, hiding money. Like a lot of expenses are being put on the business. Not, not illegal by any means, but um, sure. you're not showing a lot of profit and everything because you're trying to reduce your tax burden, those kinds of things. And so it makes your business not look good from the outside in because they, they can look at your books and they, they're not seeing a whole lot of profit coming on here. Um, so you have to be, you have to balance that and manage that. But if you're running your business in the right way, then anybody from the outside looking in can be attracted to that, to that business. It, that, that, that's a fact, Joe. And, you know, we work a lot with franchising and sometimes vet franchising. And the unique piece about that, when they get involved, 
they want to grow. They're looking for multi-locations. The interesting piece about this is that if, in fact, you establish business credit on each of your EINs, and let's make up a number, you have three, you have multiplied your potential leveraging power by 3x because you can lend between EINs. So it's a fascinating prospect in how you approach business and the business valuation goes up. Yeah. You know, this has been going on for, for several years now. I don't, I don't, I remember starting to hear things, I don't know exactly how many years ago, but this whole business credit, business line of credit uh, strategy and push has come on pretty strong in the last few years. Like where, where's all that coming from? Do you, I mean, what, what has triggered this? It's like a whole new um, industry. Well, I wish it was triggered more, first of all, but, <laughs> but you're correct. There's more, there's more curiosity behind it than there ever was before. You know, the unique thing for me, I would share with you, less than 1% of individuals that we speak to who, who really know they need us have never heard that we exist or that this process exists. If, really? if, you, ask, if you ask a business person, whether I'm at a chamber or I'm at a group meeting and I'm talking, and, you know, I'll ask, you know, who knows their FICO score? Of course, everybody's hand goes up. And then my next question is, who knows their business score? There's not a single hand in the room, typically, that goes up. They aren't aware of it. Now, there are those few savvy people that are more Wall Street familiar, where they know, for example, the Walmarts of the world have used their business capital to leverage this. They don't have to worry about that. They're insulated. But it's a... Quite honestly, it's a pretty well-kept secret. Does your business actually have a FICO score or is it some other type of credit score? And that being the case, Great question. How, do you find, yeah. how do you find out what your business score is? Great question. One, uh, your listeners can contact me and I can help them do that readily. It's public information, but not easy to find. And it'll cost them some money. Uh, If they get through me, I'm happy to do it for them. And there's no fees, obviously. Uh, But the criteria is different. 350 to 850 is their FICO score. Zero to 100 is what the business credit score is. Really? And there's three majors out there. There's Dun & Bradstreet, there's Equifax Equifax and Experian. But those are all business, separate from personal. Huh. So Equifax and Experian. Have a business on. They have a business side. Okay. Interesting. I never realized that. Why is it yep. so why is it so difficult to find out what your business score is? Probably because the banks and the lending institutions don't want you to know because they're going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> Cuz then then they're in the reason what's the reason behind that because then they're they're loaning to businesses instead well, of personal. It, it exactly right. So to your point earlier, they're looking for a personal guarantee and they want to they want to make certain that the business owners believe that that's what's required. When that's not required anymore, those smaller banks and those ones that want to work with businesses specifically, which typically aren't big banks, suddenly are going to have a, a gap in what they've had with people joining their organization for loans. Uh, yeah. Examples, the SBA, um, they will not offer a loan without a personal guarantee. So there, right. there's, there's lots of opportunity for small businesses once they do, in fact, establish their business credit. Is, is business credit typically higher interest rates, uh, tougher terms than personal stuff? That's an amazing question. Uh, how do you know all the right questions to ask, Joe? <laughs> the answer is actually, <laughs> actually, the rates are better. 
Really? Bad. Somebody knew you were going to say two percentage that. points. Why is that? Because they, at that point in time, they've established credit. They look, you have a business in place, people that are typically more invested in what they do. It's not the average person off the street. So they're working harder at that. And they know that they're invested in their business because for us, we typically get them to a roughly a high 80, low 90 number with pretty high lines of credit. And they know that that's not easy to do. So if they've established, you've established trust with the banks on the front end. Yeah. And I guess a lot of these banks know how to go check business credit scores. Yes. Or the, the ones loaning uh, business type credit probably are there a lot of, a lot of these smaller banks that only want personal guarantees. They don't even bother checking your business credit score because they, they know that they're only going to, they give won't you even entertain the conversation. Really? It's a personal yeah. guarantee. Interesting. Does that, is, is there somehow, is it, is it a mindset or is there actually more risk to the bank loaning to the business versus personal? I think what, what history would say, there is a mindset and there is less risk. Again, for the reasons I mentioned before, these are professionals who are invested in their business, who have been judicious. Specifically, I'll speak to the ones that work with us, which is a fair amount. Um, you know, these are people that have gone through a process, um, see value in it, have arms around their business from an operational perspective. And they're looking at an exit strategy, knowing that the more they increase their revenue and profitability, the more they increase the value to that business in the market when, in fact, they're looking for their exit strategy. So these people are pretty thought provoking and invested in where they're going. Yeah, that's interesting. OK, we're we've got a few more minutes left. How do sure. we find how do we find uh, information on Jay Galt Finance Suite? Um, well, they're happy to, uh, they're happy to email me. I'm happy to provide that. Uh, it's B Curran, B C U R R A N at jgalt.io. It's just that simple. Easy awesome. to find. Um, happy to help. Uh, no charge for our time to spend with somebody and help them figure out where they're going. You know, what we, what we've really determined, Joe, is that our objectives are to really help teach, guide, support, coach people. If in fact they see value in what we do, we're happy to take them on our journey. If they don't, no harm, no foul. And, uh, you know, it, it's altruistic. It's really an altruistic approach to what we do. Yeah. So we've got a couple more minutes. Um, what's, what are, what, what's another one or two big items, uh, big ticket things that maybe we haven't covered yet that you'd like to plug in there? As far you know, as business ours are, if you think about the programs that we offer, and I'm not going to get into any pricing, but I, I think that the listeners will find this mind-blowing how affordable it is because we, uh, you know, our, our founder and CEO got involved in this because a couple of his very dear friends who are business owners um, had some real, real challenges. And he said, look, we got to figure out another way. We are on a crusade for those cash flow casualty problems, if you will. And he said, we got to figure it out. So we've made this incredibly affordable for all small businesses. And so it's not just, you know, a small business that's uh, could be 250, 500,000, you know, we work with medium sized businesses up to a billion and everywhere in between. So we are in support of all small businesses out there and our affiliate, our affordability truly is mind blowing. Yeah. So I would encourage the listeners if they, if they something here resonates makes sense. They want to learn a little bit more. We're happy to help them. Awesome. Well, Bob, uh, do you want to give you the last word? Uh, usually like to ask folks, uh, you know, if you're talking to somebody getting out of the military, 
somebody who's already out, maybe didn't like where they landed, they want to get into business and entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind and whether it has to do with uh, business credit or along those lines, either way. You know, what, what I have found, Joe, business ownership is material. And, you know, I, I do work with vets. I do work with vets in the franchising vertical. And it's amazing how many come out and really have this drive to want to succeed. And I think with that, and I know what we offer kind of dovetails so well with what their desires are. It just works. So that franchising model that they have out there, if, if that interests people, it provides kind of an entree with a playbook to get involved in a situation. In many cases, at a very reasonable price. My objective is not to plug franchise, but I know from a vet perspective, there's a business potential that really integrates. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Bob, thanks for, for uh, sharing your uh, veteran entrepreneurial story and uh, doing great things out there for small businesses in the veteran community. Joe, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right. Look forward to seeing your future success. You bet, man. Thanks so much. You bet. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.